G'day. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Producing a podcast is costly, both time and money. If you'd like to show your support and offer a one-off payment, even the price of a coffee or a beer, that'd be greatly appreciated and would go a long way to support us. If you'd like to leave a donation, head to the show notes of this episode and click on the ACAST supporter link. Be sure to leave your message of support too. Thanks again. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast talks about domestic violence, death. It contains adult themes and coarse language. If you need help or you are affected by such issues, please contact your nearest help centre. You can call Lifeline on 131114 or DV Connect on 1800 811 811. If you are in any danger, call 000 or 911 or whatever that number is in your jurisdiction. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, just a quick bit of housekeeping before we start this episode of Beanham Valley Road. Firstly, thank you so much for supporting the show. We've had so many people reach out with both positive and constructive comments. Given the sensitive nature of our story, we have to make sure we are protecting the innocent parties involved in this. Sometimes you'll hear a certain name beeped out or even a name changed. This is purely for legal reasons. We know it's annoying, but it's not as annoying as being sued. So thanks so much for your patience with this, and you have our word that we will try and limit it as much as possible. Secondly, Jamie and I are trying our hardest to pump out episodes as frequently as possible. We've had so many people from all over the world get in contact with us to ask for more content. We appreciate this so much, but we also have full-time jobs outside of Bean and Belly Road. We have families and kids and all the usual stuff that comes with being adult. So thank you so much and enjoy the episode. I don't even know how to start or say this. I this little sister. I'm the one who had a fight with Kira. I know that you hate me. I understand. I just want you to know that I didn't want to fight her or hurt her. Her demise has ripped my world apart and not a day goes by that I don't think of her and wonder if four children wake up every morning without their mother because of something I was a part of. I have wanted answers for years, just so I know in my heart and I can sleep again or face what's happened. I've seen your article on Sunshine Coast Daily. Please do not give up on her. I don't believe you're wrong. If you need anything from me to help you push this, I'm willing. He's had another girlfriend since I have contact with, as do police. This is affecting her greatly too. She's also struggling to cope, but I believe she is also willing. If this is a result from our incident and someone can show me that, I don't know how I I will live with myself. Just know I would not fight the consequences. Nobody deserves what Kira went through, and the questions and uncertainty have crippled my life, my soul and mental state. I want answers too. My family want answers. None of us will say no to any help you need to push this through because we want answers and justice too. I'm sorry I never dreamed anything like this would ever happen. You can show the police this if they need to contact me. I'm contactable. Don't give up, please. 
a 610 Media production. This has been in Valley Road. The Kira McLaughlin story. Got myself a piece of heaven. Famous American rock band The Eagles are known for some of the best songs of all time. However, they were a troubled group. They broke up for 14 years. During that time, a reporter asked lead singer and drummer Don Henley when the group was getting back together. He replied, when hell freezes over. Sometime later, with an ironic twist, Hell Freezes Over was the name of the band's next album. I'm not sure exactly what Henley was meaning, but I take it to mean that sometimes, even the most unlikely places and times, the impossible happens. When you last heard from us, Tamika was telling Jamie in pretty explicit detail about the fight she'd had with Kira. According to Tamika, Kira had glassed her after taking what she believed was an ecstasy tablet. It was allegedly just a sugar pill. We know this sounds sus, but we're just reporting what she said. While this was going on, I was with Alison. We were poring over a heap of legal documents that we will get to later. I did this because... Jamie can't really read. Anyway, at this stage, Alison and Tamika had been kept separate. Alison didn't want to interrupt, and I didn't think it was a good idea they spend too much time together at this stage. But as the night was dragging on, we were moved on as the pub closed. Tamika and Jamie walked past Alison and I and we moved the conversation to the car park. For years, Tamika thought she was responsible for Kira's death. After all, she knocked her out before leaving the house. What you will hear in this episode is a meeting between Tamika and Alison. To paint the picture, essentially, Alison is meeting with the person who, for all intents and purpose, may have contributed to her daughter's death. So if you'd asked anyone if they think this meeting would have ever happened, they would probably say... When hell freezes over. So let's recap. Tom and I are at a pub on the Sunshine Coast. Kira's mum, Alison, is with us, as is Tamika. Tamika was one of the last people to see Kira alive. In fact, she was involved in a physical altercation with Kira in the time leading up to her death. Tamika is Jason's sister. If you remember, Jason is whom we are calling Kira's partner. It is not his real name. Tamika and Kira did not like each other. However, she was helping Kira and her brother with getting Kira's kids back. They were with Alison and Kira's ex-husband at the time because of some concerns they had for them. As the night wore on, I could tell Alison wanted to be part of the conversation. By this stage, we'd been talking for about two hours. Alison was getting closer and closer to Jamie and Tamika, and I thought it was about time that we all just had it out. Here's what followed. And that noise you can hear in the background is the kegs in the car park. Sorry about that, guys. We did our best to try and edit it out. I asked him one morning when he lived with me, and I walked out and he was on the veranda at like 6 o'clock in the morning... 
and he looked like he had tears in his eyes and I was like, oh, what's wrong with you? And he said, you are screaming in your sleep again. You scared Charlie and you woke her up. And I said, yeah. And then he started crying and he said, how often do you scream like that? And I said, I don't know, because I'm gonna sleep. But probably a few times a week. I said, I don't know how you live with yourself, but I can't not know if I did that. And then I said to him, if you did something, can you please just tell me so that I can sleep and I'll go to the cop station today and I'll tell them that I did it. I don't care, I just need to be able to sleep and live with myself. And he said, you didn't do it. And I said, how do you know I didn't do it? And then he just went off at me and he said, oh, now you're trying to say that I murdered her, rah, rah. And I'm like, I didn't say that. You just can't say I didn't do it and give me nothing to base it on. I need, you know, you need to tell me why you would think that. And yeah, he was just going off at me then. And he was like, I knew this would happen. I knew that you would think that, rah, rah, rah. That, yeah, that was the only time that I flat out asked him. I know that he told everyone that I didn't do anything because he told everyone that she'd taken pills and she'd OD'd on the pills. So my whole family's just run with that for years. What pills? I think he said um, antidepressants or something. And there was heaps of sheets there because I kept saying to my family, because I did, I did nursing, you know, and I'm going, one of the first things I would have did when she went to the hospital was take a blood test. So if she took, if she took the pills, it would have come up in her bloods, you know, like, and it wouldn't even be investigated. So, yeah, and they were saying that they didn't take any bloods from Gimpy and I, because I remember saying to my sister, I'm like, how did they not take bloods? Like, they don't know what was wrong with them. So it's one of the first things they would have did was stick a cannula straight in and take blood. And that's what, that's what he's told everyone the whole time, that she OD'd on tablets. I hear Alison say, you know, the results, you know what was in the autopsy report? I know that it said that there was no tablets in her system. There was, no there was therapeutic levels. There was no overdose, Tamika. Tamika has always been told Kira died as a result of an overdose. As we have heard, this is not supported by the toxicology report. What happened after after the ambulance came? What's your knowledge of what happened? To Jason. The ambulance took Kira away. I know he told me something about the hospital. He went in a room. There was a whole bunch of people in the room and he felt outnumbered and he felt cornered. He couldn't understand why there were so many people in a room and why he was in trouble if it was over tablets. But he ran, because I asked, I said to him, would you run when your partner's in hospital? And he said, because something was wrong, there were so many of them. I felt cornered in the room. I felt threatened and I just, I had to get out of there. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Because I remember saying to him, what the fuck, it's your partner and she's in hospital. You don't, you don't just run. And he was like, you don't get it. We got in a huge argument because not, it wasn't long after Kira died. And my other brother said that he got a prostitute. And we got in a big fight over that. Because none of my other family got it except for my big sister. And I just couldn't comprehend if your partner had just passed away, how you could go touch somebody else straight away. In the hand, I just didn't get the hand. Here Tamika is talking about her brother's injured hand. She first noticed it after they left the house at Beenham Valley Road on the night Kira was allegedly hurt, but more pointedly, 
she noticed it after Kira's death. It was, yeah, it, 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 it took like six months to heal. And it was, it was fat, because I remember it looked weird because I thought the hand was super fat and I thought the swelling would move kind of down the wrist, but it was like the swelling stopped. So it looked funny because the hand was so fat, but then it was like a cutoff, you know, like there was a, a hair tie or something and then the arm went skinny and he couldn't, he couldn't light his cigarette for ages. He couldn't light his bong, he couldn't do anything. And you noticed that when he got into the car? I no, yeah, I noticed there was blood on his hand. I didn't notice any swelling or anything. I didn't notice until a couple of weeks later when I seen him, when we went, I think it was go-karting, because I looked at the pictures of it to see if there was any swelling in his hand, if I could see the hand in the picture, but I couldn't. And since Kira's death, Tamika has thought she was in part responsible because of the fight she had with her. She wants answers like us. She either wants to be able to sleep at night or face the consequences. That I couldn't live with it anymore and that I wanted to go to, to the homicide detectives and see if I could talk to them and see if anyone, any of them could give me an indication, you know, if something that she died from, if it was instant or not, because I thought if I could know if it was instant, then I would know if it was me because mm. I know that she was okay when I left. You just basically want to know or clear your head so you can sleep that, that nothing, nothing that happened between you and Kira was cause of this? Yeah. Because I hit her, yeah. you, and that's a bad spot in the head to hit, you yeah. know, like I know that. Mm. So, and I hit her four times in the same spot. Do you know roughly how long between each hit? What was it? Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't that long, because I know each time I went to walk away, and then I remember the bike trainer almost got to the back door of the bike chain because I was right near the back door when the bike chain hit me. And then I think I was like almost halfway between them and the door when I hit her when the bat was out. So it, wouldn't, it would have been seconds. So four hits would have been seconds? Yep. Like is it in 10 seconds or um, 20 seconds, 30 seconds? No, there was, there was yeah, because there was a lot of screaming in between maybe maybe like 15, 20, yeah, 15, 20 seconds in between yep. them. And she might have got unconscious at what hit? I'm not 100% sure, but I know it was, yeah. yeah. I know she definitely did because I remember saying to the police when I spoke to them, and I said to them, like, I thought that someone would be hazy and take a while. I couldn't believe she sprung up as quick as what she did. She was conscious when you walked away? Yeah, she was screaming. Because yeah. we could hear them all the way down the street. Yeah. Because Jesse said, this is the last time I ever go visit Uncle and I'm so sick of this shit. Mm. Yeah. She's like, listen to him, you can, can hear him and we're down the end of the street. Mm. So I think the, na- the neighbours would have definitely heard her. Mm. Because, yeah, she was loud. And I heard her on the phone in the car. He was on the phone to her at... Bobby's house in Gympie, but I didn't hear her voice through the phone then because mm. I wasn't close enough, but I did hear her in the car because I was sitting behind him. You could hear her yelling. Yeah, I think she was crying, you know, like a, a crying yell. Mm. She wanted him to come back. And, and how, long did he, how long did he take by the time getting back to Bobby's house and then going back? How long was that? Uh, at least an hour or two, I'd say. Yeah, at least an hour or two. The first night I spent with him after that, 
he made me drive around the whole night because he didn't want to sit still. Because I remember I was really, really tired and then I pulled over and I said to him, I can't drive anymore. This is several weeks later? Yep. I would get the kids back tomorrow. And he said, I, I can't sit still because she's following me. Just keep driving and I just kept driving and driving and he was talking to the radio thinking it was her and he, he kept saying he was sorry and I asked him what he was sorry for and he said, she knew that I would have called an ambulance and got her help when she told me she took the tablets and I didn't get her help. I'm sorry that I didn't get her help. That, that's, that's it. And we got in a fight over the jumper because he kept the jumper that had the paint all over it. He kept wearing it all the time. And I... Remember the red paint? The stuff we thought that was blood when we first turned up to the house? What we told you was going to be important. I couldn't look at it. It made me feel sick. And I took the jumper off him and I told him I was going to burn it. And he got really, really upset over it. How fuck would you want to wear it? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I might have that jumper somewhere because I didn't burn it in case it was evidence because I thought it was weird. They they never asked for my sunglasses or anything like that, and I, you know, and I offered them my sunglasses when I said about the glass hitting my sunglasses, you know, because I thought forensics or whatever, and they would check if, if there's glass in the hinge or whatever, but they never took my sunglasses. They, ne- they never took anything for evidence off us. So as you can tell by the tone of the conversation, things are starting to get pretty tense. Alison is sitting next to Tamika. Tamika is describing how she was involved, if not tacitly, with her daughter's death. Remember when we said at the start that sometimes hell freezes over? Well, this is the point. Hell gets frozen. Alison leans into Tamika, musters up the courage, and asks her, where did you hit my daughter? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Where did you hit her? Here. Tamika, with tears in her eyes, slowly points to under her right eye. Alison responds, You didn't do it. I don't know, it's, it's a no. temple, that's a bad, it's a bad spot to hit. Yes, it is, but that's not, you're not responsible. Was there holes in the walls? No. In the cupboards? That anybody seen? There was smears of red paint on the walls, which the police cut out. On the walls? Yes. You think the paint was not from... The paint, the paint was on the veranda. There should have been no paint in the house. The only paint it that would have been in the house would have been the bottom of our shoes because we it might have treaded it back in. Bottom, yeah, that, she did have paint all over her when I left. He had paint all over him. The back of his, mm-hmm. her hair. Did someone throw the paint tin at the back of her head? Um, no, she had, she had the paint tin and then she's... 
Yeah, she's come, uh, yeah, I can't even remember what happened, but they've gone, like, ass up with the painting and it went all over both of them because I remember both of them were trying to get up and she was trying to get, yeah, and start running and they were just slipping over. But she, it was pardon? It's red paint. Paint all through the house, yeah. What time did you leave the house to make it? Around 8.30. Because I, rem I remember looking at the time. Because I'd already conscious. told Mum, yes, she was screaming. She was going off. She was hysterical. Had you seen him hit her? No. It was the first time ever he ever not hit someone. He was really calm. Were you there when he interrupted her phone call? No. I know he said something about she'd been on the phone to for an hour. So here Tamika's talking about the phone call that Kira had with her ex-partner, hence the beeps. Also, we could tell that Alison wanted to say more, so he started to hook her up on a mic. Sorry if it's a bit rustly. Yes. I heard, I was told that exact conversation straight after it happened. But she stopped, and I believe it was because your brother had walked in and caught her on the phone and I believe that's when it started Yeah. because of what she had been saying on the phone I believe that's what probably set him off because I know what she said on the phone I th you think? I think that he'd thought about it before it happened because he... A part of me is just tossed between the two, you know, whether he just slipped up and he did it and he didn't mean to and he thought, you know, well, Tamika's got a clean record and Tamika's always, you know, been good and because she'd gone me first and Tamika would get away on self-defence and... But then the other part of me, there's just a lot of things that don't make sense. I don't understand why he called me to help her because we didn't get along. He should have called Nikki because Nikki's that sister. I don't help with my brother's girlfriends. I don't like most of them. It didn't make sense that he called me. I remember saying to my sister at the time, why the f would he call me to help? It didn't make sense that he was calm and she was going him and he just kept staying calm. And I said that into my interview and to the police. I said that he must have loved her because that was the first time that he'd ever hit anyone and was calm. I thought that he, when he called mum to say that he was back and they were all good, I thought that was weird because he wouldn't normally call mum. So... When you hit her, was that after that that she started acting strangely? No, she was she was acting strange before then. Okay. That's... I don't know why she she was upset about something. She was really passionate about whatever she was upset. Oh, honey, I raised her. She I know very, exactly very how passionate. passionate she could get. She, yeah, she went. We went from getting along for the first time ever to just boom. And I, she thinks I did something because she'd said to him, "You're just going to let her get away with that, or something, or you just." You're just going to let it go or something like that. Because I was saying, I'm like, let what go? Like, what the f does she think I've done? And he was like, I don't know, rah, rah, rah. And she, like, she was, yeah, she was hysterical. Do you think he had hit her previous to that? That night, no. In general, yes. Did you see her drinking that night? Yeah. Yeah, she had drunk wine, but she wasn't drunk drunk. She wasn't drunk no, drunk no, because I, I, I remember phone. thinking at the time that she, it wasn't because she was going, 
she, she wasn't drunk crazy, do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, she was still, she wasn't slurring or nothing. She might have been a little bit pity, but she wasn't, I don't think she was blotto. No, she wasn't. I spoke, I heard her something. on the phone. Yeah, so, I don't know what it was, something upset her, because she just, like, she went inside to pour me a it, drink and we were laughing when she walked inside and then she walked outside and she was, was like, oh, you the look so call? old and ugly right now. Right, the phone call was after I left. She was, She hadn't been on the phone when I was there. Are you aware that he chased her up the back steps, slapping her upside the head? No. Are you aware that she died as a result of basically shaken baby syndrome? Whether whether brain hits the skull, like that. You didn't do that. Okay, so sorry to spoil the flow here, but this beep is very important. Basically, it's censoring the name of the person that Jason confided in after Kira's death. Said that he hit her head into the ground. You didn't do that. When you left at 8.30, can you remember seeing bruising on her face? No, but there was pain on her face. I know there wasn't blood on her. No, not blood. But there, there was a lot of pain. I don't... No, there wasn't any swelling or bruise. I know just before I left I was I was looking at her face pretty close because she was on the other side of the door of me and I couldn't see any bruising or any swelling. So when just you the left paint. there were no bruises on her face? No. Not known. Not that I can remember unless it was under the paint. But no. Physically she would have looked okay. Mentally was there paint most on her definitely face? not okay. Yes. How did that paint because when, when, the, the whole paint tin went up and both of them went down with the paint tin. Yeah, but what I'm saying is when I saw her, um, there were splatters of paint, tiny little splatters of paint and a cup in the back of her hair. Yeah, it wouldn't, shouldn't have been in, in the back of her hair. It should have been in the front of her hair. Because I seen, as, as I was walking away, he was, he was standing facing me and she was facing me at the glass door and she turned around and was walking to him as I was walking out. That The back of her head was pretty much the last thing I was seeing. There wasn't... There might have been a little bit from the front, but there wasn't... No, I'm talking about There was no pain in the back cup, of her head. Right? Yeah, no. Nah. But there was, there was definitely definitely on the front of her face and I think the front of her hair. So did you But have... he, said, he said that he showered her. Yes, he couldn't have. So how did she... She wouldn't have been able to stand up. Tamika, look at me. You didn't do this. Yeah, but I just... I know that I could have. But you didn't. I just... I know I know where I hit her, you know? Like, I know, so do I. I know where I hit me. her, and that's the only thing that kind of helps me. I know that it's not a good spot to that's hit That's not it. what killed her. And Yeah, I know... I know. You need to know that. You need to really, really think about that. Because everybody who I won't name has been more than happy to send you up the river for this. And I don't believe it was your doing. I believe it could be because I hit her. No. You didn't hit her 105 times. No, I know that, I know that wasn't me. I know. But I just, I don't know... I do. You know when it was the back of her head and, and I know she fell back when I hit her. 
like, and I'm so sorry because I didn't want to hurt her. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. I know, baby. I know. But I could have done it. I'm you didn't lie to you. Do I'm it. Just, you didn't. I'm so sorry if I did. Are you kidding? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Honey, it is okay. All right? Let it out. Go on, let it out. I do not blame you. I am not... I probably won't. To be honest, I if I would, not you not coming would. after you. I love you for what you are doing. Do you understand? Yeah. You did not kill my daughter. You didn't. You really got to get that through your head. Okay. I know you can't look at me and I understand that. I really do. People used to think we were sisters when I wasn't so fucking old and wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> Send me back a second when I see you. I know. I warned you. And you talk a lot the same. I know. I know. We were peas in a pod. It was just the two of us. Really it's okay. It's okay. Whatever part you played, I forgive you. Okay? I forgive you. I think it was just regardless. I know that he clearly hurt her afterwards because it was 105, but yeah. I still you hurt her. That. I still you didn't hurt do her. That. You didn't kill her. But everyone's been more than happy to send you up the river for it. And you need to realise that you are not responsible for this. That prick of a brother of yours has been doing that to women for years and years and years and you have been brave enough to come forward and help me to do this. And you do not know how much that means to me. But for fuck's sake, take that cue out of your name because Jesus is hard to type. <laughs> Alright, it's alright, I don't expect you to look at me, just... It's okay. It's okay, let her rip, baby, let her rip. If something happened, and I was to go to jail, you guys would keep the stuff so that you just could use that to help. Why do you think you're going to get a job? Because I hit her. So that's a concern of yours that when you meet with the police? I don't, I don't care about going to jail per se, to be honest, because if they can tell me that I did it, then I deserve to be there. I get that and I would want to be there. I just... I will always love you Till the day I die I will always remember you like the morning sky 
So many things around me They remind me Pin and Valley Road is a 610 Media production. This episode was written, recorded, and produced by myself and Tom Dorn. Audio engineering by the amazing Johnny Powell. Our theme song, Peace of Heaven, is by Pete Allen Music. He's a local guy, so please support him. You can find him on Apple Music, SoundCloud, and all social media. Our cover art photo was taken by Joel Coles. And if you haven't already, guys, please subscribe, rate, and review. Bean and Valley Road. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And please read our weekly blogs at www.610mediagroup.com. And a special thanks to Philip Brown, who provided the outro song, Butterflies. This song is near and dear to Alison and was played at Kira's funeral. And stay tuned for a preview on the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'll never forget you in this world beyond. Nothing even happened. Like, she was literally a neighbour, like, a stepmom, man, till I hit 17. Like, everything was normal, nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. They were awesome people, um, had all their chickens and shit. We'd always go and play over and ride motorbikes with their kids, so that was always a good time. When you turned 17, did the dynamics change a little bit? So, what, basically what started it right is my dad had his 40th birthday party. Yep. So, like, me, me and Chiri, it started as a game. Like, it, it didn't, we never talked about it. We never lined it up. Like, we didn't go messaging each other. Like, it literally started as we were both drunk um, at my dad's 40th, and it, we were just messing around, you know. And then it just followed on from there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.